In today's Tell Tales episode, I, Hannah Jade Kepler, to narrate the story She Was Tired by Aradia Nimbikar. Whoa, where did you get that bracelet from? It's so pretty. It's expensive, darling. And by the way, what are your plans after school today? Not sure. Want to go somewhere to hang out today, girls? I was watching a group of girls leaving the classroom. They were my classmates. They were giggling so loudly that it echoed in the whole room, like a group of idiots. I remember I had put my head down on my desk with my arms wrapping myself up, but could hear the girls clearly whispering something about me. This girl, Cindy, is kind of weird. She never utters even a single word. Yeah, neither. She's interested in making friends. I've heard that she has some family problems. Let's just not get into it, guys. I stood up and shouted as loudly as I could. Everyone has their own story! I bawled my eyes out. I just didn't want to stay there anymore. I picked my bag up and ran as fast as I could with teary eyes. I tripped and fell down so hard that I got my knee hurt but didn't stop. I stood up, brushed my clothes and wiped those eyes off. As soon as I reached the streets, I noticed something that everyone had a person with them in life, say it a friend or a life partner, someone with which they were laughing and talking and were happy. Why am I the only one who's lonely? Not like I'm alone from the beginning. I did have people in my life. I never wanted to let them go, but they just left me, forgot me and disappeared. Every person I wanted to be friends with forever or fell in love with just vanished all of a sudden. I continued walking with tornado of flashbacks and overthinking on my mind until I reached my home. My father was helping my stepmother in dusting, like every day she gave me a look of disgust. She used to hate me from the start, since the day my father replaced my mum. She was tired of battling six years with breast cancer, and one day she just gave up. The very next week my father replaced my mum. I wasn't ready for it, ever. He has almost forgotten her now. A year later I joined a part-time job because I didn't want to stay dependent on him. I went straight to my room and sat on bed. I was wondering if Pa will forget me too one day, or will I get depressed too? I just slept with those watery eyes. The next morning when I woke up I had a really weird gut feeling. Don't know why, but I wanted to look for my parents that morning. I looked for them literally everywhere, but they too just disappeared all of a sudden. All I could find were marks of blood, as if someone dragged them out of the house. I was shivering and was scared. I was having flashbacks of the things that never happened. I saw as if I was holding a knife and opening the door to my parents' room. But this never happened, right? What would that really mean? And why would I do that? Huh? I was in total shock and was scared to call the police. I couldn't understand anything. I was crying my heart out. I locked myself in my room for a week, but then I managed to go to my school again after a really hard week. Hey guys, I'm Andrew. It's lovely to meet you all. He was a transfer student. No deny he was really handsome. But I was so depressed that time that everything seemed out of my mind. I thought he was a type to be a popular guy, and indeed he did become popular in no time. He was always surrounded by students and was sweet with everyone. He was giving out a kind of aura that would make you trust him even if you don't know him. At the end of the school time, everyone used to invite him to hang out, but he used to refuse them. He used to refuse them all. I thought he only got some business as he had just moved here, but no, this wasn't the case. I was all alone again, as usual. I was picking up my notebooks, about to go home, when he suddenly came to me. 
Um, hey, Cindy, want to hang out with me today? Only if you're free. And then he smiled, a very beautiful smile that can't be described in words. The sun's light fell directly on him, making his reddish-brown hair look like they were on fire. He was so charming. He looked so pure and so honest, more than anyone I've ever met, which is obvious if your life has always been filled with faked people. Hey, what's wrong? He leaned in to see directly into my eyes. I flinched a bit, backed away. No, nothing, I whispered. He chuckled. <laughs> You're a weird girl, he laughed again. I found myself mesmerized by him. His laugh looked pure, with no ill intent, like his smile. So, do you want to hang out with me? I couldn't say no. After that, my whole life just changed. I started to enjoy being with someone. I smiled after almost two years. I was laughing like an idiot. Seriously. I started to enjoy being alive again, just because of him. Why me? Hmm? He turned his head to face me. I could see confusion in her eyes. Why what? I gulped. Why did you want to be friends with me, not with others? I didn't know why I asked that, but I just wanted to know. But at the same time was also afraid. Simple, really. I like you more than others, because I can see that honesty in your eyes. I couldn't believe what he said with, when my friend and my own family avoided me, left me when I needed them most. And that was the day I decided that I would never let him go. Ever. See ya! He smiled and left. I smiled and simply waved my hand until, when he was finally far away, I decided that I would never let him go and wouldn't let him disappear like my other friends, and would protect him by all means. I used to follow him everywhere, just like a stalker, but made sure he didn't notice, until I saw something. He met a girl. They talked for a while, and then he smiled. Yes, he smiled in the same way as we first met. The smile, the same laugh and smile that captured my heart that way. I was kind of jealous. I gritted my teeth. My right hand took out a scissors from my backpack, clenching it. I don't remember what happened after that. Bad news, guys. Andrew has disappeared. The whole class let out a sad voice. I couldn't protect him. I failed. I had a chance, but I failed. I had let him disappear like my previous friends. It was all my fault. My life changed after that. Not better, but worse. I often had nightmares. I used to scream at almost everything. I threw my desk at school, even trying to kill myself at school, until my class teacher had to take away all of my belongings, and had my class teacher escort me to see a psychiatrist. I wasn't a psychopath. I tried to run, but they forced me, and this time I had no other choice. And what my doctor told me was really shocking. Miss, seems like you has asagoraphobia. Athazagoraphobia is fear of forgetting something or being forgotten, ignored or replaced. My psychiatrist said that in my case it would be the latter. I just couldn't believe it. But I felt pretty normal when I was alone, right? Sad. Yes, I was sad and depressed that time. It was normal, wasn't it? I walked home as I kept thinking about it after I finally made my teacher believe that I wouldn't try anything even worse. But I guess my phobia didn't have anything to do with those people. It didn't have anything to do with Andrew and my previous friends and my family's disappearance, right? Finally, I arrived at home. I was tired and wanted to rest and calm my mind. But instead, I saw something even more shocking. Right after I opened the door, I saw something written on a wall which said, We will always remember you. It was in written in blood. And below that, there were many names written too of every person that disappeared from my life. First I saw my mum's name, then my stepmother's and my father, and later 
I've listed all my previous friends until I found Andrew's names. Who wrote that? Does it have anything to do with my past? I just don't know. I was even more confused, depressed. At last I had a decision. I have to end it up. I quickly took out a knife from my kitchen's drawer. I was tired of crying. I was tired of being alone. Hurt and alone. Always. I was tired of almost everything, but this time my decision was sure, because I was done living without people I loved the most. It was like someone ripped your heart out. I placed the knife on my left wrist. I gulped, but now there was no going back. Slash!